friends. Welcome to this week's episode of Ghost Emoji. We're back. It's me, Teeler. And me, Brika, apparently. <laughs> Those are our I, new names. I was about to say T-Mac, and then I was like, no one calls me that except for Mark. So they would think I was an imposter. Who the it's, hell is T-Mac? It's me, in my own home. She sounds just like Taylor. <laughs> and on Twitter. And on Twitter. Ah! I'm, try- I'm trying to make T-Mac work. Stop trying to make T-Mac happen. <laughs> it's it's catchier than T-Bread. That's a nickname that doesn't make no GD sense. But I like it. Yeah, Mark calls me that and I don't understand it. T-Bread. Bread with tea and jam. I get it. <laughs> I-, I guess. Tea cake makes more sense. Tea cake is cuter, too. Tea cake is cute, but he calls me T-Bread. <laughs> Yeah, not quite as uh, appealing. I guess try to keep it from being like too saccharine. So it's in like the bread family. It's in the cake family. Tea bread. He could even call you tea sandwich and it would be (laughs) better than bread, I think. But then how many things can be in a sandwich that I hate? Let me think of like tuna sandwich. You don't like tuna? And I hate tuna sandwich. Uh. I'm not a, a big fan. I like canned tuna and stuff. I'll eat tuna sushi. And I've had a tuna casserole before that I could eat. I'm not a big hot tuna fan, like tuna melts. Not not a fan. Ooh, I'd eat a tuna melt. Ooh, yuck. Hot mayonnaise, yuck. Ugh. Mark will eat, like, tuna out of the can in the kitchen. And, like, as soon as, like, the thing pops open, I'm just like, oh, we can never kiss again. I'm so sad. And, like, it just fills up the whole house and... Elvira goes crazy because she loves it, and he'll, like, give her some, and then they're having a good time, and I'm just hiding somewhere in the house. Oh. I can't eat, I can't eat it directly out of the can, but I can make, like, tuna salad, like, where you put, like, some relish and a little bit of mayo and No, some, don't like... waste, don't waste your talents on that. S- just make delicious chicken salad. Well, sometimes I don't have chicken. Well, go get one. They love to give me raw ones. Well, just pop it in the oven. Well, that's more work than I want. (laughs) I bought the chicken so I wouldn't have to cook it. (laughs) Damn them. I wish that we lived near that fancy Kroger over in Flower Mound because they actually, like, they'll basically shred the chicken off of the chicken, which I prefer because I don't like having to deal with the carcass because... I still have not made my transition to vegetarian, and uh, dealing with the chicken carcass upsets me. Well, is that a fancy Kroger? Because they have that at my Kroger. What? Well, they don't have it at ours. Little little shredded bits. It's real nice for whenever, like, if I'm making a salad and I don't want to have to cook and shred a chicken breast. Yeah, they don't do it at our fancy Kroger. They definitely wouldn't do it at our shitty Kroger, but... shitty Kroger. Shitty Kroger. (laughs) I remember our Louisville shitty Kroger. God. Ugh, I hated it so much, but Mark really liked it, because I think he felt like he was in, like, a a sad, like, cyberpunk... Dystopian future? Yeah. That's (laughs) what shitty Krogers feel like. It feels like you're never gonna leave. You're gonna be there for a thousand years. You're gonna have to get into a fist fight with someone over the last, like, bottle of water. I just... I hate it. I hate it There's no deli, no proper bakery. No. Ugh. But somehow there's oops, I baked too much. And you're like, where'd this come from? 
from other Krogers. <laughs> they collected it together. <laughs> it's disgusting. I hate it. Yuck. I feel like we're focusing on uh, shooting the shit a lot because I just, I was so excited about Little Evil, which is like a funny, scary movie that just came out on Netflix. And I was like, we could watch it and review it. And then I just didn't, it didn't leave me with cool, fun feelings. I actually really liked it. Like, upon first watching it, I was like, ah, the beginning was kind of slow, but I really liked the second half. But upon, like, thinking about it and thinking on it and reflecting, I really enjoyed (laughs) it. I liked it a lot. I liked, like, the last third of it, because that was my big problem, was that the first half that was so slow wasn't even like the first half it was like two-thirds of the movie and it's a short movie and it felt so long and I just I don't know I was so excited and because when you get like a good like kind of funny horror movie or like a parody horror movie you know you've got like Shaun of the Dead is really good Uh but and I felt like this kind of was trying to take little bits of it, like all of the quick flashes. Oh, yeah, the quick cuts. I was then, like, man, this is some Shaun of the Dead directing. They had a lot of stuff that I felt like, I mean, obviously, since it was kind of a parody, they were pulling some stuff from other horror movies because you had a lot of like poltergeist and kind of obviously the omen. Yeah. I just, I'm glad that one of us liked it because I think that'll help give people a better perspective because I I just wanted my time back after the first two-thirds of it. Taylor's more discerning than me. I like um <laughs> That's not that's not it. It's just I I had really high hopes and maybe that's what ruined it for me. Because I really like the omen, so I was kind of happy to see like a parody version of it. I really like Adam Scott, even though it was weird to see him like not kissing Leslie, so I was sort of low-key mad at him the whole movie. Yeah, same. I was like, where's where's Leslie been? Who's this lady you're kissing? Why are you kissing this lady from The Hobbit? Get out of here. Is that where she was from? She looked kind of familiar. Yeah, she apparently played um the only, you know, female that we saw other than Kate Blanchett in The Hobbit. <laughs> She's an elf. I didn't see The Hobbit. Well, there weren't very many women, if that, uh... Makes me want to see it more. Yeah. <laughs> it <Or> doesn't. Less. <laughs> Much less. Well, since this is a synopsis-free zone. Yeah, no no more synopsis. I did take notes, which I felt like will help, but I'm also looking at some things and I'm like, why did I write that? What did I mean? Nobody's sure. <laughs> uh, it had a very fast start. How did you feel about like the kind of starting in the middle of the movie and then flashing back? I kind of felt like it was not necessary, and I thought it was sort of weird because it was at a point where, like, once we caught up to it, I was like, are we at the end of the movie? Because normally they don't show you, like, the center of the movie. They show you the end, and then they show you how they got to the end. But instead it was like, here's the middle of the movie. Now we're going to go backwards a week. I don't know. It was just a little strange. I feel like they could have left that out, and it would have been fine. Yeah, when I was first watching it, I thought it was going to be, because even though in the previews, I feel like I remember seeing 
when he comes up to the house for the first time. But I honestly thought it was going to be, they're setting it up to be like a scary thing, but then it's just going to be them like arriving and it's raining and they're making it seem very stressful when actually it's just the regular opening. But nope, it's the son, Lucas or whatever, who's the Antichrist has buried Ben in the ground, as stepchildren do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I also felt kind of bad that they were, like, implying that all stepchildren are horrible, because I was like, I don't know, I feel like that's not necessarily true, but I guess it's a support group for men with difficult stepchildren, so. Yeah, I guess they're they're not all bad. I've, um, I'm not from a mix, is it called a mixed family when it's, like, stepchildren? What do they call that? No, it's blended. A blended Blended family. family. Yeah. A blended family. Like a blended ice cream beverage. A frappuccino family. Delicious. <laughs> Refreshing. Different. So, yeah, I did kind of get that. I was, I couldn't tell because I feel like I'm being overly sensitive about it, but I was a little put off that Al, who, I couldn't tell, was Al supposed to be like a trans man? Because... They kept referring to themselves as a dad, but I was like, I I kind of read it as just like masculine presenting lesbian, but I couldn't tell. So I was like, if this is just playing into the whole like when you've got two moms, one of them is really the dad kind of thing. And I didn't like that. But then I was like, well, maybe it's not that because they never expressly say, although I think they gender her as a her in the movie. I thought that they're... I don't think I ever heard them use a uh, pronoun, but I just assumed either they were non-gender conforming or um, non-binary or, like, <clears throat> maybe identified as male, but um, didn't feel the need to, like, dress or, like, uh, change their physical appearance beyond just clothing. I just, I kind of liked that they didn't really explain it because it's like, well, we're not really owed it. So, you know. That's kind of where I was like, am I being too sense? Like, am I reading too much into this? But then I was also like, this seems very progressive for this movie, I guess. Like, I was like, maybe I'm giving them too much credit being like, oh, that's nice that they just have someone who, like, could be trans or non-binary, but, you know, they don't make a big deal about it at all. Other than, you know, they just make a point to be like, I'm the stepdad without it being, like, a gimmick, but... I think we're just used to people not being actually inclusive, and so it's hard when something happens where, like, is this... Wait, are you guys just being, like, do you not actually know what you're talking about, or do you... Are you actually genuinely just trying to be, like, this is no big deal, they identify as man, they don't necessarily, like, feel the need to go through a transition or anything like that, and we don't really need to explain it, and we don't really need to, like, explore that, because this movie isn't really about that. It's just about a side character who is a friend and that's what they identify as, you know? Mm -hmm. That's what I was hoping it was. And I mean, I haven't seen anything about it. I haven't really read, but I guess, oh my God, there's a spider on me. Oh God. Why? Stop the podcast. It was crawling all over my foot. That was very upsetting. It did not look good. I think it came from my new shoes. What? No, there would have been, you would have seen a spider in there when you were trying them on. Well, it was very small and very, like, transparent. Mm. I brought it in. Taylor? It was me. I did it. God. <laughs> Damn it, Taylor. These shoes are comfy. I'm excited to wear them. Um, break them in. Break them in. 
Worm around the house, do chores. Chores in my new shoes. That's how I broke in my wedding shoes. Just did chores while wearing shoes. Shiz. Get them real sweaty. Want them to be totally drenched in sweat. <laughs> That's a good way to make an impression. <laughs> uh, what's that smell? It's my feet. I'm here to do business. These are my business feet. <laughs> are you ready to interact with me for eight hours today? <laughs> Yuck. But, so there was that. I also, like, I got worried for a split second when the, what was this character? Gozamel, the one who's supposed to be, like, a demon hunter. And then he's a little person. And I was like, oh, God, please don't let this whole thing just be, like, a shtick about how he's a little person. Nope. But then they just, I mean. He was just a character. Yeah. He didn't last very long, which was kind of a bummer. Yeah, that was a bummer. I guess he turned out he was actually not a good guy, though, because then later when they were talking about him, if he was supposed to to help them kill Lucas, and killing Lucas will let Satan, like, take over his body or open a portal to hell or whatever. I don't think he was necessarily bad. It sounded like his dad might have been part of that and left him that duty, but didn't explain it very well. Because if he had, he would have been like, no, dude, I don't want to open a portal to hell. Yeah, because he seemed, like, real worried about that. So I think maybe his dad might have been evil or maybe they forgot that they were. Sometimes during the movie, I was like, do they remember what they like, what they kind of like set as the canon lore in this? <laughs> do you know what I mean? I was like, did they forget halfway through? But um, I think it was it was a fun movie. So it was kind of like, eh, whatever. It was very melodramatic. Yes. <laughs> it was so much like dramatic music and like zooming in it was it was good but it was a little sticky sometimes for me i did like uh some of this like some things that i were as expecting to happen that ended up not happening was like the cps person shows up because on lucas's birthday which you know trying to be a good dad and and get him a clown or whatever and then Lucas looks at the clown and, like, I don't know if he's supposed to, like, possess him or what happens. But anyway, the clown, like, ends up accidentally setting himself on fire and a bunch of the kids at the party are, like, traumatized. And so their parents call in uh, Child Protective Services to go, I guess, like, check in on Lucas. And they show up and I'm like, okay, well, obviously CPS person is probably going to end up getting killed because why not? And then the CPS person shows up and it's Sally Field. And I just wrote in Sally Field, question mark, question mark. Like, what is Sally Field doing here <laughs> in this Netflix movie? Yeah, that threw me for a loop. I was <laughs> like, whoa, Sally Field's here. And she's dressed really, like, weirdly. And then when when she showed up, I was kind of like, I wonder if she's part of the cult or something. Because anyone who dresses like they're from the 1960s, I just don't trust. <laughs> I just don't trust them. She looked like um, she was from Rosemary's Baby, and I was like, well, she's evil. Yeah, I had Rosemary's Baby written. Although I didn't see, like I said, I thought Sally Field was just going to get killed. I also thought that the mom's friend Wendy was going to get killed. I just was thinking it was like the omen, where anyone who gets too close ends up getting killed somehow. It also made me want to watch The Omen again, which used to be on, I if it was on Netflix or if it was on Hulu, but it used to be on one of them, and now I want to watch it, and I don't know where it is. Surprise, it's nowhere to be found. You've seen The Omen, right? Uh, one time a long time ago. And you love it. I remember 
thinking it was scary. It made me feel bad just because, seriously, like, everybody gets killed. It hit a little too close to home with the nanny dying, I think. It's all for you, Damien. It's all for you. Oh, because you were worried one of the kids you babysit for was going to make you jump out of a window for Satan. I mean, it's possible, but... But yeah, no, not... I mean, they had a teacher jump out of a window in the movie... Yeah. I was looking down when they showed them, like, taking her off of the fence that she landed on, so I don't know if that was gory or not, but I looked up, like, right when they cut away, so I missed it if it was. I actually missed that, too, so I have no idea. I'm okay if it's not, because it wasn't... I can take gore sometimes, but I feel like in this movie it would have been kind of out of place, because nothing else was really that gory, minus, like, raining blood occasionally. Yeah, and you couldn't really actually see the blood that much. I just wrote, raining blood, really question mark the only thing that irritated me about the mom's like bizarre like my child is perfect and no one should blah 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 was just when he literally buries adam scott's character in the backyard i'm like okay if your kid buries a human a grown man that you care about or stranger just anybody if they bury someone alive like I'm sorry, but your child is not normal. Like, you need to take them and they need therapy. Like, something's up. Well, no, and they set it up so well for him to be, like... And that was one thing that, like, in The Omen was still kind of tough just because it was a child. But, like, they're setting it up the whole movie where they're, like, he's gonna, like, have to kill this kid. And that's just a weird thing to be rooting for, being like, yeah, let's kill this kid. Yep. But then they're like, well, he has, like, you know, all of her previous boyfriends are dead and have been killed in, like, terrible ways. And so I was like, okay, like, I mean, he's Satan, so I guess I don't feel that bad. I do feel bad that he's in the body of a child just because, like most normal people, I'm revulsed by the thought of children getting killed. But yep. <laughs> but then they, they switch it on you, and, they, and they're like, no really, really late in the game, we're going to have them bond at a water park. I loved it. (laughs) I really, like, when it started to change, that was when I was like, I wish they had done this earlier, like, flipped on its head, because they were sticking so closely to, like, kind of like an omen parody sort of setup, and then... And then just switched it, and so that's where I was like, changing gears this late was a mistake. They should have just, from the beginning... Like, I don't know, had, like, him be more incredulous? And, like, maybe the mom is, like, I, I don't know. I just feel like they should have switched something up because it was all just too much. I agree. I think they should have started the, in on that earlier because I loved it once it started. I was like, oh, man, they're, they're, he just wants a dad. He just, he doesn't want him to die anymore. And I liked their little conversation, and then suddenly the kid was really cute. Like, they stopped doing his hair in that horrible, like, looked like it was completely gelled way, and he stopped making that scary face, and then suddenly you were like, this kid's really cute. I know, as soon as he starts, like, talking and smiling. I think any kid can be scary if they're just, you know, staring stoically. With a tornado behind them, yeah. Well, his hair's not moving because of the gel. Mm -hmm. That's why. Yeah, they really, they gelled that hair so it would not move. It looked like he had a little helmet, a little helmet made of hair. I do want, uh, I kind of wanted my own, like, Reroy puppet. 
oh my god i was really <laughs> sad when they lost him i liked when he was like sorry we lost leroy <laughs> <laughs> it's okay leroy he's just a little goat puppet that talks go away <laughs> yep just the the mouthpiece for satan mm-hmm I couldn't tell they they did mix in so many things like from other horror movies that I started to kind of be like maybe they should have just stuck to one movie and just done a parody of that because you had like the shining with the whole like rapture being spelled backwards Mm -hmm. and you know I guess like even when he would talk through the puppet I kind of got some sort of like you know Danny's not here Mrs. Torrance what was the name of the little guy who lived in his finger um, oh, I'm blanking on it. I know it's, spoiler alert, it's him from the future. Um, I can't remember my brain. Tony. It's Tony. Tony. Tony from the future. Tony. Yep. I remember reading the book and then finding out that Tony was actually him from the future and being like, oh my god, it makes so much sense. <laughs> and then suddenly it wasn't as creepy. It was literally like himself reaching back with the shining trying to protect the child version of himself from all of the like horrific things happening to him and i was like this is really cool he didn't do a very good job no he didn't he didn't do a very good job i mean he tried but you know it sucks that so much of the like emotional stuff that happens in the book in the shining doesn't happen at all in the movie like the movie is really aesthetically pleasing and it's very good on its own but they're so different, like, thematically. I think it would have been really hard to get everything from The Shining into a book. Oh, for and sure. so it's almost better to me that they just kind of took it and just sort of did, like, an inspired by The Shining kind of thing. Because there's, I don't know, it's really hard to make, especially one of the longer ones, Stephen King's books. I guess we'll see what happens with it coming out this Friday. Oh, I'm so excited for it. I think Cass Cass actually just said she was going to go see it for her birthday. She's pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Time to be scared, maybe. Nobody knows. I don't know. That preview that they showed before we saw... Um, Annabelle? Annabelle, yeah. That, that preview, they showed, like, the scene where... Um, Georgie's chasing after his boat and yeah. then him talking to Pennywise in the drain. Yeah, that was that freaked me out personally, and I mean that didn't really scare me that much in the original it. So that that guy is really unsettling as Pennywise. Man, I didn't realize that the uh, older kid. What's his? Is it Bill from Stranger Things? Oh, he's in it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I know. I just I was watching a preview for it yesterday, and I because he was kind of like in the background, and he's like one on one with Pennywise, and in, in like a kind of quick shot, and he's got glasses on. So I don't know if he's supposed to be Richie or if he's supposed to be Stan. Hmm. I think he's probably going to be Stan because the other kids seemed more kind of like Richie esque. Yeah, we'll see. I still am interested to see what happens with them splitting it into the adult version and the kid version. Because the kid stuff is way scarier. Also interested to see how they handle the end part of the kid section. Because I don't remember what they did in the original movie. But in the book, you can't do that in a movie. So. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to go. But (laughs) when does it come out? I can't remember. 
This Friday. This Friday? Oh. September 8th. So soon. Shit your pants. That'll be after both of my interviews. What's scarier, your interview or it? It. <laughs> Normally I'd say my interview, but I am uh, well medicated, so I'm doing actually pretty well on the whole interview front. Realize stuff can be handled. I don't think your medication can save you from Pennywise when he comes for you, though. Uh, no, I don't think he can either. I think pretty much <laughs> he's going to be like, hmm, this, he's going to really like the way that my body has been saturated with delicious sertraline. Mmm, so much fear. Mmm. Yep. Tastes so good. Tastes so good. So, I guess we're pretty close to kind of the the end. I just wrote, heartwarming warp water park montage head first bad i guess that's when he jumps into the into the water slide head first the dad does gary i'm just like don't that's dangerous don't do that but he want he didn't care he wanted to save his his new stepson his new son yeah but how are you gonna save him when you hit your head on the bottom of the landing pool and you die i don't know i don't think he thought that through i also wrote swim shirts are cool because they were both wearing long sleeve swim shirts, which help protect you from the sun. Yep. And that's important. It is. It's way important. easier to put a swim shirt on a kid than to keep them lubed up. This is very true. And honestly, you don't get that much, like, hotter in it or anything, because it's constantly wet, so it keeps you cool. Aw, kitty's playing with Satan Ball. Aww. My cat Elvira has this mysterious ball that uh, appeared in our apartment after we first got her. Uh, we didn't buy it. It's a small purple felt ball, and she loves it more than anything in the world. But we don't know where it came from. Thus, Satan's ball. <laughs> Every time we think that it's gone, it reappears. Sometimes it's just been stuck under the couch for a long time. Other times, I'm just like, I thought we got rid of that. Oh, no. But sh she loves it so much. It smells like sulfur. Ew. Really? No, it doesn't. Oh, okay. No, it so doesn't. I was like, uh, you... Uh, that's not good, Taylor. Sometimes when you squeeze it, like, blood comes out. You've you never know. mentioned these things to me before, and I'm a little worried. Huh? Oh No, it's it's fine. It's fine. We're not that worried. It's okay. I'm the mom from this movie. So then it, it turns around. I didn't take any notes after this point, so I'm trying to remember what happened. Um, basically, the CPS lady and the rest of the cult that, um... The mom, the mom was apparently part of a cult uh, in her 20s, I think, and they found her she was a virgin, and basically they Rosemary ba Rosemary's babied her, and um, she fled. <laughs> so after the CPS people take the kid, because he and Gary Which they bonded. put out, like, an Amber Alert, but then the mom doesn't know about the Amber Alert? Yeah, that was weird. I was like- how can you, I thought you kind of needed the parent to be like, my child is missing. Well, they had the cops on their side, remember? I guess that's true. So. And then after this, I wrote Sally Field with two exclamation points and pointed an arrow from the previous one with two question marks when I realized that she was just regular old evil. Yep. She bad. <laughs> so they take him to the, uh, the like hallowed ground, the old nunnery, where they can, um, basically stab him with the knife that they got from what was his name uh gozamel gozamel um so they can stab him and open the portal to hell and satan can take over his body for real aka full custody and then basically 
They call in, like, the dad squad. Yeah. They go in the, the souped-up tiny car with big wheels. <laughs> it's like an old com- El Camino with, like, a cover on the back. I was wondering if the other dads were going to come back because there was... Turk is in there. Turk is one of the dads. And I was like, oh, Turk, what happened to you? You're literally in this movie for five seconds. I wonder if they're going to come back later. And then when they're like, we need help. And Al's like, I got you. And then calls stepdad squad. I wished he was in it more, but I mean, they were, they did come back at the end and they were at it a bunch, which I appreciated, but Mm -hmm. I loved her. They did what they could. They defeat the cult with the, the dad ball. Oh, yeah, the best dad ever baseball. Which I like when Al brings that up because Al has a stepson who she's or they are having like trouble bonding with. And Gary shows up to like a little league game that Al is helping coach. And they're like, look, I got the dad ball this morning. And I'm like, am I supposed to know what dad ball is? Is this what is it? And it's just like an embroidered baseball is his best dad ever and it defeats all the evil it does <laughs> the power of dad power of love <laughs> dad strength love and support that's the main message of this movie if you provide love and support you you can love and support and have a relationship even even with the antichrist it's fine Ugh, <laughs> uh, it was i loved it but I know I you mean... loved it. I guess, like, I just, I don't, I imagine, like, am I ever going to watch it again? I mean, here's the thing. Like, I loved it, but I also don't actually really like Evil Dead at all. Not even Evil Dead 2? I don't like it. I don't like them. Like, every time they're on, my my eyes hit the middle distance, and I pretend that I like it. While everyone laughs. And I'm like, ha 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 ha. I don't, I'm not a big fan of Evil Dead. So, I mean, maybe my, my like taste is a little different, but I don't know. I liked it. I liked evil, Little Evil. Why was it called Little Evil? Um, probably just because it's a little boy or a little kid. But like, they could have called it like Little Antichrist. Nah, maybe or... it's just because it's like, oh, he's a little evil. Oh, but he was like a lot evil. He's but his sentient. mom would be like, oh no, he's just a little evil. It's just a little bit. He's so creative. That was one of the only times I wish that they had like used the, the name of the movie in the in the movie. So I could understand the context for little evil. That's understandable. Because it just kind of gave me like little Nicky kind of feelings. And you know how much I hate Adam Sandler. Mm, yeah. <sighs> I do not like Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler to Taylor is trained to me. It's we don't like it. Well, mm. I don't mind Adam Sandler that much. I don't really like him, but it's, it's he doesn't bother me. Um that and I do like the wedding singer. So, in the same way that you like what is it? What's that one? Drops of Jupiter or is it Meet Virginia? Which one? I've got is Meet it? Virginia. I've got Meet Virginia on my yeah, on my Spotify that's playlist. That's right. You like Meet Virginia whereas all of Train's music makes me want to set my ears on fire. So, you know, those are, that's our trade-off. I feel like one is a lot worse than the other, though. Mm, I disagree, but, <laughs> I mean, I agree, but I think I disagree with which one you think is worse. Have you seen 
Jack and Jill or whatever that god awful movie he made was where he's his own twin. I did. I did. How can how can you watch that and then tell me that it's not that it's it's worse or that that Meet Virginia is worse than Jack and Jill? Mm. Like look in your own heart. I really don't like Meet Virginia. I but what about that like really shitty Adam Sandler movie where it's like cowboys and Native Americans and it's kind of offensive. Did you actually see Jack, Jack and Jill? Yes, I I will I went to the theater because one of our friends thought it would be like kind of cool and funny because no one would be there because it was so bad, but it was like sold out. Oh, and we Jesus. lasted about 20 minutes. And then I was like, I can't do this. I'm leaving. And we got our money back and we left. Because <laughs> I was like... You saw the first 20 minutes. Jack and Jill, while I'm sure insensitive and shitty, by the end of it, Adam Sandler is playing his own twin who's a woman. And she falls in love with this man and like becomes part of his family. And it wasn't like... The romance part wasn't treated icky or like homophobic or anything because you know it's a man playing a woman and sometimes i imagine that they could still be kind of shitty about that but it was treated as just like i don't know from what i remember it was just like oh this is there's a romantic element to it and i was sort of like this is weirdly like semi-progressive but i don't quite it was still sort of the whole like it was a dumb concept. I definitely agree with that. But there were certain parts where I was like, this is weirdly being handled, like, more sensitively than I thought. Like, obviously, she was still gassy when she ate, like, some sort of bean something or another. So it's it's still an Adam Sandler movie where it's stupid. But um, I don't know. There were certain parts where I was like, I really thought this was going to be more offensive than it was, if that makes sense. Uh... Still not good. Still not good. Not saying it was a good movie. Was well, not a good movie. But uh, I really, really hate Train. So there's that to chew on. Oh man. So we were at um, Blue Goose the other night, and mm-hmm. whoever had picked out their playlist is like my mortal enemy because they played Train, then they played James Blunt. Then they played um, Sings Your Body is a Wonderland. They played that. And then they played John Mayer. And then they played um, Imagine Dragons. And then they played something. It was all these dude bands that I really don't like. And I was just like, who is this person? And God, I pray I never, ever meet them. Because everything that they like, I hate so much. They play any Uncle Cracker? I would have welcomed Uncle Cracker, okay? Like, this was an hour and a half of me just wanting to <laughs> saw my ears off. Anyways, I digress. I really hate Train. But I really liked Little Evil. I was indifferent to it. I liked the last 30 minutes. That's fair. I don't remember how long the movie was, but I wish that that was most of the movie. I mean... I wish most of the movie had been the last 30 minutes, too, but I appreciate that the beginning got us to where we were at, where we were by mm-hmm. the end. But, okay, so how many tombstones would you give it out of five? Oh, tombstones. Uh, pizzas or, or gravestones? 
Wait, what? Because Tombstone is a pizza brand. Uh, let's do pizza. I'd give it like two and like three quarters of a pizza, a Tombstone pizza, and maybe like some ranch packets for, for dipping or something. Because I just, I was really excited, but I just wanted it to be over and wanted to watch something else as soon as it was done. And I want, I want the pizzas to be meat lover because I ate it and then it left my brain immediately after. Much like meat lover pizza leaves my body immediately after I eat it because I can't handle all, all that spicy meat. Spicy meat? Uh, I would give it four tombstone pizzas and a pack of Little Caesars garlic bread. That's very generous. I liked it a lot. I would watch it again. <laughs> I want your brain. I want to be able to watch something and just enjoy it. Or take the, the good parts and be like, huh, that made it okay. I feel like my, my life would be more enjoyable if I could do that. Possibly. But people also won't trust your judgment. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what kind of trade-off that is. But yeah, my standards are not super high, but I thought it was good. It's on Netflix, so if you're part of like the 80% of America that either has Netflix or you have someone else's Netflix login, um, it just came out last Friday and it's an original, so I assume they just hold on to it forever. I haven't heard of a Netflix original just being taken off Netflix. Yeah, I can't. I mean, Iron Fist is still on there and it's shit, so... I ne- I never even thought about watching it. <laughs> Me either, but I've heard it's shit, so I trust that. I kind of like I kind of wanted to watch The Defenders, and so I was like, do I need to watch this to watch The Defenders, or can I just like just nod my head at anything he's involved in? Yeah, and just be like, yeah, I agree with this man. I really liked Jessica Jones, and Daredevil was a little too violent for me, but um, I really liked Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Anyways, if you just woke up from a coma and you've been in a coma since the 90s or the 80s or the 70s, Netflix is a uh, subscription-based service. Did Netflix start in the 70s? No, I'm just saying if they've been in a coma since <laughs> the 70s and they just woke up, they probably don't know what Netflix is, and so I don't know how they would know what a podcast is either. They're probably just walking around being like, God, I just want my Walkman. Oh, God, I just want my, my vinyls. I just want I just want my LPs. An 8-track Betamax. What's Bluetooth? <laughs> Bluetooth? <laughs> Bluetooth? Bluetooth? Blue but this, I I was excited, though, that at least, like, seeing this did not make me less excited for when Ghosted comes out. Because Ghosted is Adam Scott and, what is his name? It's Daryl from The Office. Let me look it up. Craig Robinson. And I just like, because Ghosted, I think it's going to be on Fox, is, like, a comedy about Craig Robinson, Daryl from The Office, and Adam Scott, who plays Ben on Parks and Recreation, playing like a skeptic and a paranormal enthusiast being like put together to hunt on like a paranormal police force thing. And they pretty much just play their characters from the two shows that they were both really good in. So I'm hoping it will be good. The preview for it, my only like complaint is that I feel like it shows the entire plotline of the pilot. <laughs> So you know exactly what's going to happen. They love to do that. 
I don't know why. I'm just like, <laughs> let's leave a little bit to like find out, maybe. I also just think it looks it looks good. Hopefully it's not all the funny parts are in there. And it would be nice if it still had some parts that were actually kind of scary, because that was one part about this movie. A uh, little evil, like there was nothing in it that I actually was kind of scared about. Or oh yeah, no, this was not a scary movie. I thought it was going to be, and it wasn't. Yeah, because like Shaun of the Dead has parts where like I still was kind of like freaked out or upset mm-hmm. by like zombie zombie violence, zombie horde type stuff, and while well, it's still being funny, and this one was just kind of like no. I mean, if I have a child who's the Antichrist, all I have to do is take him to a water park, and everything will be fine. Yeah, I mean, that's the, yeah. <laughs> so, but I hope there'll be parts in Ghosted that will also be funny. I'm just excited for fall TV. I want Brooklyn Nine-Nine to come back. I just want, I want my showsies back. All the shows that uh, I used to watch are dead, so. And by that, I mean Vampire Diaries. They ended it in the dumbest way possible, and I'm still mad about it, and... Uh, yeah. Apparently it's impossible to end vampire shows in a satisfying way. Remember True Blood? (laughs) Fuck. Apparently it's (laughs) impossible to end any show I like in a satisfying way. Like, MMFD, they were like, okay, so we have the third season. Let's just... Fuck it up. Wreck it. Let's just fuck it up. Let's just throw some dirt on it. Let's step all over it. Let's crinkle it up, throw it in the trash, get it back out, let a dog eat it, let the dog shit it out, take a dump on it, and and then we're going to put it on TV. And that's what they did. And then with Vampire Diaries, it was very similar. And then True Blood, that was very similar. And then Mass Effect, I mean, it wasn't quite that similar, but they certainly did not do it any favors. So. Didn't feel good. Didn't feel good. Didn't end it and go like, oh, that was so satisfying. Or, oh, man, I'm so like, you know, it was sad, but it was worth the journey. Didn't feel any of those things. Just felt so unhappy and unsatisfied and empty. Mm-hmm. So I'm all for things not like carrying on too long. Like, they honestly could have probably ended the Vampire Diaries like three or four seasons ago and I'd have been fine with it, but... I trust your judgment, having seen only like the five episodes I've watched with you. I mean, it's garbage. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> it's my garbage. It's okay. I watch a lot of garbage. I'm caught up on all like 20 seasons of The Only Way is Essex, so nobody take my opinions seriously. I'm a trash person. That makes me feel a lot better. 20 seasons... Taylor's not that discerning either, <laughs> apparently. 20 seasons. That is so much. Vampire Diaries only has like eight seasons. So anyways, I think that's pretty much it. What do, what do you think we're going to do next? Do you think we're going to review it next? Or do you think we should do, we should break it up with something else? I do want to see it. Yeah, me too. I do feel like we should break it up, but I also feel like we should do that. I'd say we probably will do one on it. It might not be next week right after it comes out, just to kind of give people a chance to see it, since I think that one is going to be a lot more popular than some of the other horror movies that we've reviewed so far. It'll also give me a chance to kind of thumb back through the book It, because I'm not going to I'm not gonna read, read the whole thing. You don't want to read that tomb? No, I don't, because it's a little spooky, scary, and my copy... Looks like it's literally been to hell and back, so, well, it's broken into pieces. (laughs) That's kind of how my Carrie and Shining copy look, so. 
So I'll probably break it up, maybe do something else in the meantime. I was kind of thinking since September is a is a month for for love and matrimony and feelings for me. I was kind of looking into some old like wedding folklore and spooky wedding stories. That sounds good. I mean, they're not good. They make you maybe gay marry not such a good idea because you'll die. We're all dying, Taylor. You'll die till you're dead. Till dead to us dead. Did I tell you about the car salesman that I was talking to? He was the one that said the weird, like... Sexy nanny joke? Yeah. Yeah, okay, well, he also... We were talking about something. We were talking about, like, aging. And he was like, you know, I know it's morbid, but... You know that thing where people are like, we're all just dying. We're all just, like, every day we get a little older and we're all just getting one step closer to being dead. And I was like, yep. And I was like, man, am I in the Twilight Zone? Because we talked about so many weird things that I did not initiate during that visit to Kia. Why did he bring that up? I don't know. I mean, I think he was just trying to like, I don't. I really don't know. He was two years younger than me, but he thought I was 20. And I was like, no, I'm two years older than you. I don't know. It was a very strange visit. And there's definitely a reason that I did not return any of their phone calls or texts because the other guy talked down to me and this guy just said weird stuff to me. Like, I'm all for people being, you know, like themselves. But this was just a point where I was like, we don't know each other very well. And you've made like some weird jokes that I don't feel comfortable with. People. They're weird. That's a very weird thing to do. I don't know. There's so many different times where I've been, like, mistaken for being younger than I am, and sometimes it feel good, like, when they were taking my blood last week, and the guy was like, dude, you're almost 30? I had no idea. And I was like, please let this end with, I thought you were younger, and it did. Thank God. He took my blood out, and we shared a story about someone who was, like, really into getting their blood taken out. Ugh. And he was like, I'm glad you're not like that. It's always kind of unnerving when someone's like, I like it when they kind of miss because I like the way it burns. Yeah, I I would be like, please don't tell me about your sexual fetish for the thing that I'm having to do for my job with you right Um, now at this very moment. I'm paid to do and have really no choice in. I was worried when we were at the car dealership that someone was going to be like, getting you a deal is my fetish. Like, that was the next step. (laughs) That was what I was afraid of because he said the weird like sexy nanny thing after asking me to nanny for his children i just i can't i can't man i can't uh just think before you talk just a little just a little teeny tiny bit (laughs) just imagine be like if someone made a oh god that doesn't work i was gonna say what if someone makes like a sexy car salesman joke at you he probably would have liked it i don't know well he also kept saying like i'm a single dad and i'm raising my kids on my own But then he talked about his wife, and so I was like, I'm confused as to what's happening. Like, what is the truth here? Maybe the kids are from, like, a previous relationship, so he's got a wife, but she's like, these ain't my kids. They're the Antichrist. I won't help raise them. I don't know, but he's got a newborn, so I'm a little confused. I was just like, I don't know what's happening. I mean, maybe maybe something bad happened, and he was just, he's not in a place to, like, think before he says stuff. So I'm going to try and not judge him too harshly, but man, he said some weird stuff. He made a sexy nanny joke at you, so I will judge him. Okay, that's fair. I know he was probably trying to, like, make you want to buy a car from him, because he's like, I've got these hungry children. I gotta put money in their mouths. Give me that money, please. But that the money flow got cut off as soon as you made a weird sexy nanny joke. It's over. No money coming. 
I don't know. I just, the whole car buying experience, it's bullshit. They had a hamster like cut out and I remember walking into the dealership and just being like, why am I here? Why am I doing this to myself? What? Oh my God. What have I done? <laughs> yeah. This is not my beautiful hamster. <laughs> this is not my beautiful wife. <sighs> Anyways, we should probably wrap it up. Yeah, this has been all over the place. What have we done? Well, I mean, the the movie was kind of short and you didn't really like it. I liked <laughs> it, but I didn't take any notes. So, I mean, honestly, this was just... Me going on a tangent about train, you going on a tangent about Adam Sandler, me going on a tangent about car salesmen, and also us talking about whatever the fuck we talked about at the beginning. So anyway, you can follow us on Twitter at Ghost Emoji Show. Um, so you can just tweet at us. We always like suggestions or just to say hi. We are also on iTunes, Podbean and youtube so wherever you want to listen we're on those three so feel free to like review and subscribe we will take a little bit we can get do you want to take us out now (laughs) i would love to take us out i want to get us out of here and i never want to come back (laughs) hope you've all enjoyed ghost emoji it's over (laughs) stay spooky you fucks (laughs) no don't say that that's too aggressive i'm so sorry please don't listen to becca she's had a rough week and she's like i don't know she's not doing cocaine but she's kind of in that headspace of feeling like she can do anything including swearing at our handful of listeners the four people who listen becca say you're sorry never oh my god okay well i tried (laughs) so since becca won't say she's sorry we'll just uh we'll ignore the swears and just stick with the the stay spooky part. Is that okay with you, Becca? I guess. Okay. No shouting. When I say, when I take us out, no screaming. Okay. Okay. Fine. <laughs> okay. That's going to do it for us. So till next time, stay spooky. Stay spooky.